Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for those who have tuned in to this week's podcast. We pray for the upcoming U.S. elections. We pray for the United States in its entirety. We pray the blood of Jesus over arthritis. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the beloved Son, Jesus Christ, amen. My friends, years ago, I stopped in Dalton, Georgia, the carpet capital of the world, and I needed a small piece of carpet for my dormitory room. And I bought a remnant, which was part of a larger roll of carpet. The Anchor Bible Dictionary describes a remnant as what is left of a community after it undergoes a catastrophe. Throughout the Bible, God has declared judgment, and after the punishment is administered, a remnant survives. So today, I want to look at God's remnant and remnant theology. God has reduced a large number to a small number throughout the Bible. He does this to get the glory from the small group as the large group would try to claim the glory for itself. Genesis 6 and 5 reads, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Folks, here's a perfect example of mankind trying to take all the glory, but it ends with evil. Genesis 6 and 8 says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And here is an example of God reducing the large number to a small number. Only Noah and his family survived. A total of eight people, as Genesis 7.23 recounts, So he destroyed all living things that were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping thing and bird of the air. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive. My brothers and sisters, remnants are refugees as they are displaced from their home and forced to relocate. The remnant is associated with the judgment and salvation. The world was judged, but Noah and his family were saved. In Genesis 12 and 1, God told Abram, to get out of his country, large group, leave your family, smaller group, and leave your father's house, even smaller group. Here, God chooses Abram, changes his name to Abraham, to save the world through his offspring. In Genesis 17:19, God chooses to bless Abraham's son, Isaac, as the son of promise, instead of his son, Ishmael. So, God establishes his covenant with Isaac. In Genesis 18, God was ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, but Abraham asked in verse 23, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Folks, Abraham's nephew, Lot, was in Sodom, and he would be the remnant saved from Sodom, along with his two daughters. In Genesis 28, verses 13 through 15, Jacob is chosen over his twin brother Esau to be the beneficiary of the blessing. Jacob's son, Joseph, 
was sold into slavery by his brothers. But listen to what he tells his brothers in Genesis 45, verse 7. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. My friends, God sent Joseph to save the remnant of Abraham from starvation because of the severe famine. My comrades for Christ, after the Israelites made and worshipped the golden calf, Moses asked who was on the Lord's side in Exodus 32:26. When the sons of Levi gathered themselves with Moses, he gave the order to go from tent to tent and kill his brother, his companion, and his neighbor. That day, 3,000 men died at the hands of the sons of Levi. But the punishment was not over, as Exodus 32:35 says, The Lord plagued the people because of what they had did with the calf which Aaron made. Folks, the final punishment of Israel's sin for worshiping the golden calf was that no adult, 21 years of age or over, would enter the promised land, except Joshua and Caleb as written in Numbers 14.38. So the remnant of Israel who entered the promised land were those who did not murmur against the Lord and Moses. They were not slaves in Egypt and had no desire to go back and become a slave. My friends, God had set them free from the Egyptian slave master, yet the Israelites wanted to go back. He has also set us free from sin Yet there are some who want to go back to their old life of sin. When Elijah escaped from Jezebel, Elijah thought that he was all alone in 1 Kings 19.14. But God revealed to him in 1 Kings 19.18 that he had 7,000 followers who had not bowed down to Baal. My comrades for Christ, when you see the condition of the world, and you believe that you are alone in the quest for holiness, I'm here to let you know that God has a remnant of believers who live holy lives. Listen to what Joel 2 verse 32 says about the remnant. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said among the remnant the Lord calls. My friends, God knows who will call on him, and compared to the total number of people in the world, only a small number, percentage-wise, will be saved. In Judges chapter 7, God showed Gideon and Israel the power of small numbers, the power of the remnant. The Midianites had been oppressing Israel in Judges chapter 6, and by chapter 7, Midian was preparing to fight the Israelites. Gideon had 32,000 soldiers to fight 135,000 Midianites. But God said, you have too many. When victory comes, Israel will boast that they won the battle. So God instructed Gideon to tell everyone who was fearful to go home. 22,000 went home and Gideon was left with 10,000 soldiers. God said, you still have too many. He instructed Gideon to take the 10,000 to the water to drink. Those who lapped water like a dog, God kept. Those who got down on their knees to drink, he sent home. Judges 7 and 7 declares 
Then the Lord said to Gideon, By the three hundred men who lapped, I will save you, and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. Now, listen to what God equipped the remnant of three hundred to fight with. Judges 7 verse 16 says, Then he divided the three hundred men into three companies, and he put a trumpet into every man's hand with empty pitchers and torches inside the pitchers. Wow, you talk about faith in God. I'll preach this story another time, but the end result was God confused the Midianites and they killed each other and God got the glory. When the children of Israel were taken into captivity and it was time to return to Jerusalem 70 years later, most stayed in Babylon. Listen to what Zechariah writes in chapter 8, verse 7 and 8, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will save my people from the land of the east and from the land of the west, and I will bring them back, and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. They shall be my people, and I will be their God, in truth and righteousness. Then, Zechariah 13, verses 7 and 9 relays, that two-thirds of the Jewish people will perish, while one-third will be put through the fire and preserved. My friends, Jesus had many followers, along with the twelve apostles, and after teaching in John chapter 6, verse 66 says, From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Jesus taught on remnant theology in Matthew 7, verses 13 through 14, teaching, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. My Christian friends, the world has made life look easy with its sparkle, its glamour, and its riches. Yet, that way leads to destruction. While following God's word is difficult, but it leads to eternal life. Jesus said that there are few who find the correct gate. And in case you missed it, I just helped you find the gate. It is God's word. Now that you know, you have no excuse. Paul's remnant theology is found in Romans 11. And as he quotes Elijah when he escaped from Jezebel and compares the present day remnant in verse 5 teaching, even so, then at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. Folks, there were not many Jews who thought that Jesus was the Messiah in Paul's day, but there was a small amount who did the work of spreading the gospel. Paul's ministry was to the Gentiles, and they, we, were added to believing Jews to form the present church. Ephesians 2 verses 11 through 19 discusses the wall that Jesus broke down between Jews and Gentiles. Ephesians 3 verses 6 confirms that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. Galatians 3 verses 28 and 29 ratifies that if you are Christ, whether you are a Jew or a Greek or a slave or a free person, male or female, you are one in Christ, and you are a seed of Abraham, and you are an heir to the promise. 
Folks, in Revelation 7, verses 4 through 8, the number of saints from the twelve tribes of Israel numbered 144,000. The Jehovah's Witnesses claim that they are the 144,000, and that is the remnant that will enter heaven. Now, there are currently over 8 million Jehovah's Witnesses worldwide, but, according to them, only 144,000 will be in heaven. But, my friends, I have some great news. And that is, the Jehovah's Witnesses didn't read down far enough in Revelation 7, for verse 9 says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. Folks, a great multitude may not sound like a remnant, but when you think about the billions and billions of people who reject the saving blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, you shouldn't be concerned about how many will be there. You should be concerned if you will be there. Let's pray. Father, you have every one of your saints written in the book of life. I pray for those who are trying to make a decision about giving up their old life and following the narrow path set forth by your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for saving us and for making us part of your remnant in heaven. And we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In the name of the light to the Gentiles, Jesus Christ, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.